this training that we're undertaking of making our minds firm and collected, bringing them into a state of samadhi. Sometimes this training is very easy. Our minds seem to come together into peace quite easily. But other times it can be very difficult to make our minds still. So there are many things that prevent our minds from collecting together and becoming firm. So maybe sometimes we're sitting in meditation or we're doing walking meditation and we feel very drowsy, very sleepy. Or sometimes we're sitting here and we're trying to watch our breath as it comes in and as it goes out and we start getting confused or we start doubting about whether this way of practice is correct or not. And these doubts make our mind very murky and dark. At other times, there are feelings of anger that arise in the heart and our minds start thinking thoughts of ill will, the thoughts of bearing grudges against people. Maybe we remember things that have happened that we didn't like or we start getting annoyed about something. And so our minds start proliferating and going off thinking all these thoughts which make us angry and make us annoyed. In total, there are five things which prevent the mind from becoming peaceful. And these five things are, are very close to our minds and they're, they're kind of like habits of our minds. So when we try to train the minds to become peaceful, it's these five things that will prevent that from happening. That will stop the mind from gathering into a state of peace. So the Buddha used a few examples of, uh, of this, of, or a few comparisons to these hindrances. And one of them is like we have an illness and so when we're sick, then we don't feel at ease. You know, we feel very unhappy. And it's difficult to, for there to be happiness in our hearts. But when that illness is relieved, then just naturally happiness arises within us and we feel very glad and pleased by that. Another analogy that the Buddha gave was like someone who's traveling through very difficult terrain and it's very hard for them to find food and the food they do get is very coarse food and the traveling's hard going. But when they reach home, then they feel at ease. They feel comfortable there at home. And so these things that prevent the mind from becoming peaceful, that make it all stirred up and chaotic, are like illnesses or like traveling very long distances. Or another way of putting it, it's like uh, we're, we've been sold into slavery and so we don't have our freedom. If we want to go somewhere, we want to do something, we don't have the freedom to decide that. But when we do get our freedom, then we know what it's like to be happy and we know what it's like to be able to, to, to do as we wish. And so it's very easy then for, for happiness to arise in our hearts.
So these hindrances are the things that make the heart chaotic. And when we try to develop samadhi, then we should really try to have firm mindfulness there with the breath as it comes in and as it goes out, or whichever object of meditation that we're using. As we train in this way, then we'll be able to bring our minds into peace. And what this means is that the nivaranas, the hindrances, are being expelled from our hearts. And we'll be able to meet with, with happiness and meet with joy. We'll be able to gather the qualities of uh, vitaka, vichara, piti, sukha, ekakada uh, together in our hearts. And these five qualities are the things which allow our minds to become firm and calm. And then joy and happiness will feel very full. And this is what it's like when the, the mind is at peace. And we'll know these things for ourselves. But we do need to train in order to be able to experience this. And if we don't train, then we won't experience calm. We just, we just won't be able to do it. And so the trained mind is a mind which brings us happiness. And we all want happiness. None of us want to suffer. But if our hearts aren't firm, our minds aren't collected, and we don't have peace, then we won't have the wisdom that's necessary to know all of the moods and emotions that come up in time. We won't be able to uh, be up to speed with them. We won't be able to see into the nature of sankharas and the nature of uh, anicca, dukkha, anatta. We've heard about these things, we've maybe read them, we know about them on an intellectual way, but we won't be able to see them if our minds aren't in peace. And so we can see that change is something that happens very quickly and unexpectedly. And if we don't have the wisdom there and our minds aren't settled, then we won't be able to adjust to that change in time. And so like this virus that's come up in the world, no one was really able to prepare themselves in time, be able to adjust themselves to this changing situation. And so a lot of suffering arose. There's the suffering that people are going through of being separated from the things that, that they love and the things that they like, being separated from their possessions and their wealth, from their friends, and having to meet with sickness and meet with danger. There's a lot of fear and anxiety that's arising, and things are becoming very difficult. And if we don't have the wisdom to, to be able to keep up with these things and know them as they're happening, that means that our minds aren't firm enough. So these nivaranas, these hindrances, these are the obstacles that stop the mind from becoming peaceful. That make the mind go off and, and leave the meditation object. 
And so we can see that within ourselves, that when we try and, and develop our hearts and lift our hearts up, cultivate them, then the mind will very easily go off into thinking, thinking about the past, thinking about the future, going and doubting different things, becoming drowsy. So if we have many doubts and we're very uncertain about this path of practice, then it's difficult to our mind, for our minds to collect together into a state of samadhi. So we need to train ourselves, train our minds, and train them to become peaceful. And when they do, then we'll understand for ourselves. We'll know for ourselves which methods of making the mind peaceful work. And we know that we can do them. We'll know what the happy mind feels like and what the mind that's full of joy feels like. And these are all matters of our own minds, something that we can experience for ourselves. But if we take up the uh, method of contemplating, contemplating into the changing and unstable nature of phenomena, of conditioned phenomena, this is what we call insight practice. And so these bodies of ours, they change following their nature. And that's just, that's just how it happens. And the same with all physical things in this world. They change following their own nature. And so these things are all um, changing. They're all unstable. They're all uh, not self and they're all stressful. When we see into this, then this is the arising of wisdom within us. So try and contemplate everything that arises, all the feelings that arise within our minds and see them that they're not sure, they're not stable. We have to train like this. And if we do train in this way, then it won't be long. In no long time, we'll be able to understand the, Buddha, the Dharma of the Buddha. And we'll be able to understand this for sure. So we should carry on practicing without stop and don't doubt this path of practice. And if we do this, then we'll have to meet with the truth. We'll have to meet with the teachings of the Buddha. And then even though the Buddha went into Fana Nibbana a long time ago, the Dharma that he taught is still here. And the Buddha himself said that anyone who sees the Dhamma, sees the Tathagata, sees the Buddha. And so we can see that the Buddha really hasn't disappeared because he's there within the Dhamma. So if we see into Anicca, Dukkha, Anatta, then we'll see the Buddha for ourselves. So we need to train ourselves, train our minds and being firm and collecting into Samadhi. Train our mindfulness to, to be in time in order to be able to see things, in order, in, in order for wisdom to be able to rise within us. And be very firm and intent in this path of practice. If we practice in this way, it won't be long. And so we shouldn't doubt it. We shouldn't have any confusion or, or doubts about it. We'll see all of these things within our own minds. And so if any uh, 
a Ramana or any sense objects come into our minds through the door of the eye or of the ears, the nose, the tongue, the body, then this is an opportunity for the kilesas to arise. And they arise when we start having craving towards any of these things. So we really need to be onto it when this happens and try and have our mindfulness in time in order to know if the mind is going into liking or disliking over anything. And tell ourselves that these things aren't sure, they're unstable, they all are of the nature to change. And this is a way of bringing our minds back into the center and making them stable. When we gain an understanding of, of this and how to practice in this way, then it's just natural that faith and effort, energy, will come up and it will be easier for us to practice. We'll gain these palas, these, these five powers. When we can do this, then the practice becomes easier. Keeping our mindfulness and practicing in this way, it becomes much more comfortable and we'll easily be able to uh, bring our minds to a state of fullness that they'll feel happy and at ease. And it'll make us feel like this path of practice is not difficult. So this is the wealth of the noble ones that we're meeting with at this point. The external wealth that we have, it's very uncertain. We really don't know what's going to happen with it. And all it takes is something like a, a virus and all of that wealth can just disappear. It's not here anymore. And we don't even know where it's gone to. So this external wealth, that's just conventional wealth and it's something that we can't depend on. But the wealth that's there within our minds is a wealth that's very important. And that wealth is the wealth of our morality, of our virtue, the wealth of our faith and the wealth of our goodness. So we should practice bhavana training to, to establish mindfulness until our minds can get into samadhi with ease. And from this, then wisdom will arise in our hearts and we'll be able to see into the truth. And if we have the enough mindfulness and wisdom, then we'll be able to see all of the emotions that go on in time. We'll be able to be up to speed with them. Any happiness or suffering that arises with us, we'll know that as it happens. If our mindfulness is fast enough to do that, then we'll be able to relieve the suffering that arises. But if it's not fast enough, then that suffering will just carry on. It'll just increase and increase. So we should try and train ourselves in mindfulness to be able to keep up to speed with, with all of the emotions that arise. And then any suffering that comes up, we'll be able to relieve it and slowly pull that, that suffering out of our hearts. So everyone be very firm and intent in this path of practice.